Welcome back to the Food for Thought podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hallstrom. Today's episode is the second in our Influential Women in Food series. As you may recall from our episode with Chloanne Durham, Influential Women in Food honors women that have helped effect change in the food and beverage industry. Joining me today is Rhea Dake, Senior Business Director for Balchem. This self-described introvert has been described by others as a master of connection. We dig into that juxtaposition by first talking about Rhea's career evolution and how one mentor early on helped Rhea with the decision that would change her career path forever. We talk about what it means to be a master of connection and how Rhea used her knack for networking to help build Belkim's Women of Impact Network, a company-wide affinity program with more than 200 members spanning multiple sites and remote locations. Join us as Rhea explains the how and the why behind the Belkim Women's Impact Network and what she's learned about herself since co-founding the program in 2018. We talk about what formal and informal mentorship looks like for her, as well as capping things off with the advice Rhea has received and provided throughout her career so far. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to this special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast. I want to kick things off with you, Rhea, and I want to get to know a little bit more about you. How are you serving the food and beverage industry right now? Sure, Erin. I work in Valcam's human nutrition and health segment, and I lead the powders and cereal business within that segment. We focus on functional ingredients for the food and beverage industry, And by a functional ingredient, that might be a high-protein powder that goes into a sports nutrition beverage. And we service customers from small startups to large multinational companies. And honestly, we also service what I would call a concept company, meaning they see a void in the food and beverage industry, a void in the market, and they have a concept, but they don't have the resources or the assets to to fill the void. So they come to us with a concept we innovate, develop, and launch products. It's important for me in my role to foster loyalty with these customers, no matter how large or small. I want to make a pun about how delicious that sounds, but this probably isn't the time or the place. (laughs) Um, So can you walk me through how you arrived at this role? Yes, I, I went to college at the University of Missouri in Columbia, And I graduated with a degree in accounting and business management. Like most young adults, I had no idea what I wanted to do, nor did I know what industry I wanted to to work within. And I was very fortunate that I had a professor at the university who recommended me for a position with the Quaker Oats Company in supply chain. And it was in that role that I got hooked on food. I I can't tell you the excitement or satisfaction it is to actually manufacture a product and then go to the grocery store shelves and be able to tell your family, hey, we make that. Um, So I was hooked on food, loved the Quaker Oats company. I was given a mentor at that company. She gave me very sound career advice. Fast forward a year or so, and they offered me a controller position. 
And even though I had an accounting degree, I knew as a sophomore in college I did not want to go into accounting. So this, I was very conflicted with taking a role in accounting when I didn't think I wanted one. And my mentor advised me that, hey, it will broaden your horizons, it gets you more exposure, and, and she highly recommended I, do, I take the position. I, it's always been important to me to get multiple layers of feedback. So I asked many people, and at the end of the day, I decided to take the role. Well, one of the best decisions I've made in my career, this role gave me exposure to all the finances of the company. I understood profitability of the company and what levers we needed to pull to improve the profitability. It really excited me. Fast forward a couple more years, they offered me a role in plant management. It's very different from accounting. And what excited me about this role is it was something new every day, and I got to solve problems every day. So every day something new and solve a different problem. And still to this day, I think that was one of the most amazing group of employees that I've ever worked with. So I was very excited in my plant manager role. And I got to use my business degree that had an emphasis in operations. But then the food industry consolidates a lot. And unfortunately, I was given the role of closing the facility and relocating it to a different state. The, the act of closing the facility wasn't difficult for me, but the, what was difficult was the people. And I knew that 90% of them would be out of jobs, and it was just extremely taxing for me. My husband and I had three kids at the time, and we didn't want to relocate. I knew I wanted to stay in the food industry. And I landed a job as a director of operations at a food ingredient company. Fast forward, I, it wasn't maybe a little over a year, maybe 14 months. A larger company bought this business, and my new role was to close multiple sites and consolidate them into one. And that was my, I got my wake-up call whenever my boss told me that, hey, Rhea, you're really good at closing manufacturing sites. This is what we want you to do. And it, it, was, it was knowing what I didn't want to do, which is what led me here. I knew I didn't want to be known for closing facilities. I knew I wanted to lead and grow a food business. Keeping on the same vein of talking about people, the person who nominated you described you as a master at connecting people. Can you describe this a little more? And how does this help you in your career, especially with what you do now? That's so interesting to me, Erin. I didn't even realize I connected people. I, I believe it's always important to, when you're trying to solve problems, get other people's perspectives. And... I also think that people are a company's biggest assets. So throughout my whole career, I spent time just getting to know employees on a one-on-one -on -one basis, not what your title is. I, I frankly could care less what someone's title is. I really want to understand what they do and, and what their career aspirations are. So when someone comes to me with a problem, I, I do have the ability to say, hey, why don't you go check in with so-and-so? or so-and-so is also interested in that. But it wasn't until I started thinking about how do I connect with people and how do I make connections that I realized 
it's really my way of networking. I'm a, I am an introvert, and I am petrified to go into a large group of people and walk up to total strangers and start a conversation. And I know how important networking is, but it's just it's daunting for me to, to walk up to a total stranger and talk to them. But I can very easily go up to someone one-on-one -on -one and say, hey, tell me a little bit about what you do. I'd really like to hear more. Um, so I think the way that this connecting of people has helped me in my career is it's my own personal version of networking, and networking is key in any business. Well, speaking of networking, can you talk to me more about Balkan's Women Impact Network? What is it, and what prompted you to launch such a program? Yes, so Balkan's Balkan Women's Impact Network is a women's infinity group that, that I co-founded. And I'll start with what, what prompted me to start it. Uh, Falcon CEO Ted Harris asked me if, if I would start one. He, he wanted it to be organic. And um, I, he has three daughters, and this topic is very passionate. He's very passionate about this topic. Um, I remember in the conversation telling him, but Ted, I have three sons. You know, I, I feel a little differently. And not only that, I'm an introvert, so it kind of petrified me to start a network where I'd have to talk to a lot of people if, if I was being fully transparent. But he's our, he was our CEO, so I at the time thought I was humoring him, and I said, look, I will look into it. And he said, yeah, just think about it, no pressure, because I, I do want it to be organic, so I want it to be employee-driven. Well, I did what anyone does these days, and I Googled professional women's needs and issues. And I was amazed at, at what I read. Um, there were so many things in my career that I, I had overcompensated for, and I probably didn't need to. Um, and then there were things that I, I was reading that I started reflecting on my career and realizing, you know what, yes, I do that. So for example, um, one thing I learned through that process was women typically minimize their role. And I, I, I was reflecting, do I minimize my role? And I thought, you know what, I really don't describe my role, but I do minimize my business. And what I mean by that is I'd be in meetings, and if someone was going long, I would say, oh, go ahead and take longer. I don't need that much time to go over my business. So it's very it was very important to me to validate what I Googled, you know, because Google doesn't know everything. And see if, if we did have similar issues within our organization. So just on that point of do women minimize their roles, for the next week, every male and every female that I encountered, I asked them to give me my, their elevator speech. And I found that 90% of women did what I felt was minimize their roles, and men did the inverse, about the same percentage. So it was, it was with that that I was like, you know what, we really do need this. But being an introvert, I was a little petrified, honestly. So I did what I do, which is get another opinion. And I found an amazing colleague. Her name's Christina Kasich. And she was and is extremely passionate about this topic. So together, we co-founded and launched Balkem Women's Impact Network in 2018. And our vision is simple. We want 
simply to inspire the women about him to capture their full potential. And basically that means we want you to bring, be able to bring our full selves to work at Balchem. And our mission was to build a, plat- a platform that informs, develops, and empowers them to thrive both professionally and personally. And we probably debated for a week if we should keep the word personally in that mission. And what we decided was, you know, as a female and most are working moms and different priorities, it is important to thrive both personally and professionally because if one of those is out of balance, you're out of balance. And I'm pleased to say we now have over 200 members spanning multiple sites and remote locations. And um, it's it, that I, I said earlier one of the best career decisions I made was to take that controller role. I may have to admit that and say that the the thing I'm most proud of is starting this Women's Impact Network and seeing the women that we've been able to help and pull up through through the organization. Can you walk me through any other ways you're helping women in the food and beverage industry? I'm informally mentoring a group of women right now, and our primary focus right now, just with everything going on in supply chain in the world today, seems to be more about workplace challenges. But it's really about their career aspirations and, and where they want to go and, and what I can do to give them a little more skills to, to set them up for that next role. And it's, it's really rewarding to be able to influence and empower the, these future leaders in the beverage industry. I'm also fortunate that in my role, I can devise proje- projects or, or come up with um, tasks or assignments to help get them some other skill set that they might not have the ability to get in their day-to-day in a safe place where it's okay to make mistakes. Another thing I do is my leadership team is 70, over 70% women, and I really spend a lot of time coaching my leadership team on balance, and, and I describe it as a, a three, three-legged stool. You have your, your family as one leg, you have work as another leg, you have your social outlet, whatever that may be, as a third leg, and if any of those are out of balance, you can't sit down. So it's really important to have a support network um, as, a, as a mother with a demanding career and I travel. It's important not to beat yourself up. There's, there's going to be times where you're going to miss your kids, insert X here, you know, whether it's a sporting event or you're going to miss something. And it's important that when you get home, you're, you're present for them They're, and you're not worried about why the house isn't picked up or making a home-cooked meal. You know, they're, they're not going to remember if you opened a can of something or if you made it from scratch, but they're going to remember if you were there and spending time with them. Stop beating yourself up and just create memories when you are there. And um, I think it's just important to, to be supportive of the women who work for me and recognize that, that they do have a three-legged stool and some things are going to be out of balance and it's my job as, as their leader to help give them what they need to get their legs back in balance, whatever that may be. I want to move on to kind of the advice portion of this podcast episode. So I want to know, what is a piece of advice you were given early on in your career that you still use today? That one's easy. Uh, Feedback is a gift, and we need to be open to accepting constructive criticism and seek it out from multiple sources. This goes to my first mentor, first job out of college, Quaker Oats. But I have tweaked this a little bit because, of course, I use it. Um, it's always good to 
steal shamelessly. And um, my, my tweak to this is feedback is like a Mother's Day gift. And there's sometimes you get your Mother's Day gift and you know exactly what you need to do with it. And there's other times you get that and not only do you not know what it is, you have no idea what to do with it. So you just need to put it on a shelf until you figure out what you can do with it. Um, and the reason I say Mother's Day gift is it's important to recognize that someone really they appreciated you and they cared about your professional development enough to give you feedback. So you really need to recognize it as a gift. I like that. I might have to borrow slash co-opt that. Last question for you. If you were to mentor a woman or women that were new to the food and beverage industry, what two or three pieces of advice would you give them? Okay. Um, First, I would say create a network of people you trust and seek their feedback. And when you, when you get their feedback, take, take whatever portions of it you like and use that to reinvent yourself. So first would be the network that you trust. Second, I would say be present and authentic. If you're not going to be present, you're, you're better off not to show up. It's worse to show up and not be present than to not show up at all. And when I say be present and authentic, I mean, be your true self. Being authentic has definitely been a journey for me in my career. Early in my career, I was, I was trying to be what I thought others wanted me to be or I was trying to be viewed as something else. And there was a very special female coworker who told me that it's none of my business what anyone else thinks of me. And it was in that moment that I realized the importance of being authentic. I, I wasn't bringing my best self to work. So be present and authentic. And last, but probably the most important, show yourself grace. Whenever a coworker has a misstep, we have no problem saying, hey, don't worry about it. You did this great, blah, blah, blah. We, we lift them up, right? But when we have a misstep, or at least when I have a misstep, I, the first thing I usually do is go to some negative self-talk in my head and, and talk, nitpick everything that I could have done differently. We just shouldn't do that. We need to show ourselves the same grace that we show our our coworkers. We need to focus on the positive. So those would be the three pieces of advice I would give someone new starting out in the food and beverage industry. Well, I think all of that is great advice. And I'm certain those people listening who maybe are looking for some sort of mentorship or advice, I'm sure they will appreciate it as much as I have. Ria, I want to thank you for joining me for this special Influential Women in Food episode of the Food for Thought podcast today. Thank you, and thank you again for doing this, Erin. Really appreciate it. everyone listening to the Food for Thought podcast today, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Be sure to tune in next time as we talk more about the stories behind the headlines of the food and beverage industry. Take care. Have a great day.